Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial and got a great episode for you today. Uh, buckle up, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about self-directed IRA on real estate and sales tax. How about a trust versus an LLC for your IRA? And then we will finish up on seller financing and an IRA. Can you do that? So pretty interesting, oh, not pretty, very interesting episode for you today. So I think you're really going to enjoy it. Um, really good questions from three super smart uh, people. So uh, without further ado, let's get started. First question is from Paula M. of Salem, Oregon. And Paula wants to know, is my Airbnb property owned in my self-directed IRA subject to state sales tax? And the answer, Paula, yeah. Um, an IRA will get you around federal tax, generally state tax. Um, but when it comes to local taxes, property taxes, sales tax, the IRA will still, um, in most cases, be subject to it. Now, some states may have specific exemptions. I suggest you speak to local um, you know, counsel or uh, local accountant to help you navigate that. But in most cases, through my 21-year uh, practice of tax law, my experience, you're going to have uh, local taxes like real estate taxes and sales taxes apply to IRA-owned real estate. Now, sales tax generally is not an issue for real estate, except if you're doing you know Airbnb stuff. Otherwise, it's just local um, real estate tax. So again, IRAs uh, will exempt you. You can defer taxes, federally, state taxes, on income and gains from your IRA. Also, when you take money out of your IRA, if it's a Roth IRA, so long as you're over 59 and a half and the Roth's been open at least five years, it's all tax-free. There's no federal uh, or state tax. Now, if it's a pre-tax IRA, you'll be subject to tax when you pull it out over the age of 59 and a half, federal and potentially state. But as the investment is materializing, as it's in the IRA, um, not when you are taking it out by way of a distribution, then the income and gain should be exempted from state and federal taxes. However, on local real estate sales tax, property taxes, that um, will still apply to your IRA owned investment. So really good, Paul. Really good question, Paula. Super appreciate it. Second question is from Stan B. Columbus, Ohio. And Stan, I uh, actually spoke to Stan, I don't know, a month or so ago. I remember this question vividly. I've been going back and forth between an LLC or a trust for my IRA. Any thoughts? So this is a, a very general question. I wanted to include it in today's podcast kind of as a uh, introduction. I'll probably do a bunch more videos on this. Um, there's a growing number of people that for some reason want to set up trusts instead of an LLC um, that would be owned by the IRA. So the typical structure for an IRA LLC is that you set up an IRA, the IRA sets up an LLC, it owns the LLC, let's say 100%. The LLC is managed by the IRA owner, you know, i.e. Adam, it's my IRA, I manage it. I have a local bank account for my LLC. And then my LLC, for example, buys real estate, titles in the name of the LLC, 
Um, I got limited liability protection, which is important to me. And uh, that means I, all my assets outside of the LLC are protected by creditors. And for the last 20 or so years, that's you know been a super popular way to do IRA-related investments. However, uh, probably in the last 10 or so years, and I was one of the first to um, allow my clients to do IRA-owned trusts. So instead of the LLC, the IRA um, is a grantor and beneficiary of a trust. Now, a trust is not a state-formulated uh, uh, or created entity. It's, it's just a piece of paper. It's agreement generally between three parties. Now, the parties don't need to be distinct parties, but you need a grantor, a trustee, and a beneficiary. Every trust needs those three parties. Generally, they could be the same. Um, most states will respect that. But in this case, the reason for doing the LLC over the, uh, excuse me, the trust over the LLC is generally cost. Specifically for California uh, investors don't want to pay the minimum franchise fee to California of $800. They like to set up trust and they think that's going to help them. And the problem is um, the state of California is super aggressive and I've seen instances where um, the state taxing authority will deem a trust to be subject to the franchise fee as well if if it's engaged in the real estate uh, activity. So um, you're not going to get around state tax. The entity will still be subject to state tax. Now, a trust follows a at least a grantor trust. That's a trust created by you know grantor that's revocable. That will follow a, a trust form 1041. Um, you can. If it's a grantor trust, um, you generally can get exempted from the filing of it. The problem with trusts is each state has specific and, and in some cases distinct trust rules. So you think you may be smart saving a couple hundred bucks uh, on the setup cost and maybe the ongoing cost because there's no annual uh, LLC administration or franchise fees. Um, even though most states, the average annual fee is under 150 bucks. Um, some are even zero. The highest is California at 800, Massachusetts, it's 500, Tennessee, 300. So other than those states, like you're not saving much by doing uh, a trust over an LLC, but what you are going to add is, is a series of complexity that you may not be even aware of because you may not be knowledgeable on the state trust laws and whether it's filing a state trust return, a form 1041, or just some quirky state tax trust, um, rules that apply. In fact, most states um, that have a state tax also have a tax that applies to trusts. Now, Florida, for example, doesn't have state tax. And if you wanted to do a trust in Florida for your IRA, instead of an LLC, I guess it'd be okay, but you wouldn't get limited liability protection. And you'd only be saving like 140 bucks a, a year. Um, and you don't get LLC protection. Um, I just don't see the benefit. And I've talked to hundreds of clients over the years saying like, you sure about this? Like we'll do it, but you're adding complexity. You may have to file state and federal returns. You may be tripping up some unintended um, trust rules you're not aware of. Not a lot of accountants want to deal with trust. They may charge you more than you would even if you had to file a partnership return. You don't get limited liability protection. Uh, for what? Uh, I just don't see it. Even in California, uh, having a California trust uh, could take potentially even uh, subject you to California tax, even franchise fees. So I don't see it. I do the LLC. Again, it doesn't matter to me, right? I, it'd be easier uh, to do trust because you wouldn't have to deal with uh, annual LLC fees. Clients would appreciate that. Maybe I'd even be able to get more clients, but I just don't see the benefits of the trust. I think gaining limited liability protection 
having state law that's established, that's um, well-versed um, and uh, well put out there, matters to investors, gives you comfort, um, standardizes everything. So I, I'm not a big trust guy. If you want to trust, do a land trust at the L. So you have an IRA, Jones LLC, and then maybe have the LLC do a land trust if you want, want more anonymity. The big thing with trusts, other than saving costs, is privacy, right? Other than Delaware, Wyoming, um, you can pretty much find out who the manager of the LLC and info about the LLC. So some people are super private and protective of their identity. And I get it, right? I, I totally get it with social engineering and all these uh, crooks out there. So what you can do is you can have an IRA on the LLC and the LLC have a land trust and then buy the real estate in the land trust. You don't get the limited liability protection, but you do get a lot of privacy. So that's an option, but I would totally have the LLC in there. Um, I, I still think having a trust um, could bring about far more complications than uh, any issue it could solve. So Stan, that, that's my two cents, but uh, you know, we've chatted about it and you know, feel free to email me back or um, call me and we, we can continue our discussion, but I, I just think the LLC is just uh, easier and safer. Last question on today's podcast from Spencer T. Before I get into it, he's from Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, don't forget to subscribe uh, if you're watching us on YouTube. Um, also, um, give it a like. Really appreciate it. Um, and, um, you know, leave a comment, especially on YouTube. Uh, I, I try to get to all the comments personally. I'll respond to them. Uh, I like feedback, good, bad, whatever. You, you can dislike it too. Like, I learn from feedback. Uh, I try to get better every podcast, every video. My goal is to give all of you the best content I can. I'm just a lawyer. Um, I'm not a professional podcaster uh, or actor. So I know I can do better. I'm trying. Um, but the most important thing is content's got to be 100% accurate. And that I can promise you is the case. Um, I may not look like a model or have the delivery of an actor, but uh, I can promise you if you're listening or watching, um, you're going to get the right answers to these questions, which at the end of the day is the most important. So going back to Spencer T. of Raleigh, North Carolina, Spencer wants to know, can I sell one of my self-directed IRA properties and do seller financing? And I've done a bunch of these questions before. The answer is, yeah, you can do it, Spencer. Not a problem. Um, again, just make sure the buyer is not related to you. Right. You cannot transact with a parent, child, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, obviously yourself or any entities controlled by such persons. So if it's a brother, sister, aunt, uncle, cousin, neighbor, friend, whatever, third party, you can sell to them. You can give them financing. The interest will go back to your IRA without tax. It's not going to trigger UBIT because you're the lender. You're not the borrower. So no problem, Spencer. It's quite common, especially in today's real estate marketplace where interest rates keep climbing. Tough to, to get a mortgage. So if you want to you know, sell your property and you're willing to do a cheaper mortgage on it, um, you may have a better chance of getting your price um, and, and selling the asset. So I've been getting more and more of these questions over the last six to eight weeks. So um, I wanted to include it. This this question actually kind of uh, yeah, cut the line a little bit and moved it to the top because I think it's, it's relevant and um, important in, in today's high interest rate environment where you can do some seller financing to hopefully help sell your asset at the price you want, even uh, in your IRA. So thanks to Spencer. Thanks to Stan. Thanks to Paula. Really great questions on today's podcast. Thanks to all of you for listening, for watching on YouTube. Um, thank you. Like, dislike, uh, leave us a comment and subscribe to the IRA Financial channel where we drop three to four videos a week and three podcasts. 
And, and obviously you can pick up this podcast drops every Thursday, um, wherever you listen to your podcast. I also do two other podcasts, Adam Talks, which is every Wednesday, and Ad Bits, which is every Tuesday, which discusses a, a bit of information on uh, various self-directed retirement, investment, alternative asset topics. So, um, you know, thanks for spending some time with me today. I hope you have an amazing uh, holiday season, safe, and you get to spend a lot of time with your family. Um, thanks again, and be well. Take care. Thank you.